again for the inaugural show of the Barbados Horse Racing Podcast. Barbados's first and only podcast dedicated to the sport of horse racing. I'm your host, Nicholas Small. So people might be wondering, what is the Barbados Racing Podcast? Well, I'll tell you. It's a 30 to 45 minute show highlighting the sport of horse racing in Barbados and Barbadians playing their trade abroad as well. We will, do, we will be doing previews and review shows as well as doing some handicapping as well for all race days in Barbados and some special races across North America and Europe, wherever the Barbadians are in action. The aim of this podcast is to bring the insiders to the forefront and try to attract new people to the sport. We will be doing this by soon, coming soon, bringing interviews with anybody involved in the sport. This could be trainers, jockeys, jockeys agents, clockers, racing officials, whoever. So tell us who you want to hear from and we'll try to get them on the show. By now you must be wondering, who is this whack job as talking to you about this crazy horse racing podcast? Well, I'll tell you a little about myself. I wear many hats. First and foremost, I'm a vested fan. I'm a handicapper, tipster, a clocker, as well as a former jockey's agent, but still an advisor to jockeys Delano Lopez and Deshaun Bino. A little more on that later. So let me tell you how I got to wear these hats. I had always been going to races on a Saturday since I was small. My route to school took me past the garrison each morning for 12 years. This led me to finding the Barbados Turf Club's track levy and I would record the horses that I saw when I passed in a book each morning. By the age of 14, I was riding down my bicycle to the garrison on a Saturday morning and parking myself at the five-foot-long pole to watch horses train and still continuing to record the names. That quickly turned into me learning how to clock horses and really and to start understanding the race book. This may have led to the odd better two through my parents here or there at the time. At this time, I began to volunteer with the horse charity, and at the age of 16, when my CSEC study break rolled around, yeah, you know, you should have been studying, my time at the garrison increased. I would be down there every morning, which I didn't have an exam, and soon moved to join the clockers in the grandstand. People might not know this, but there are normally about six clockers to, who watch you work at the garrison. Mostly it's about three during the off weeks but on weekends so Saturdays and race week the full six are in action. After CSEC I did leave Barbados to study abroad still tuning into the garrison every race day but when I get back home you will find me every morning in the grandstand before the first horse enters the track and wouldn't leave until the ambulance drives off so let me get back to how i became a jockey's agent and let me tell you it stems stems from volunteering at the horse charity i was soon joined by three of patrick husbands's nephews delano lopez deshaun bino and micah husbands where i watched delano start 
track riding and then would go to the farm and ride a few up there. I then watched him pass his race day license and I asked, would you mind if I had your book? And he agreed. The rest is history. I told both Deshaun and Micah that when they got their race day licenses, I would represent you if they wanted to. Deshaun took me up on the offer while Micah is busy playing his trade at Woodbine in Toronto, Canada as an exercise rider for Kevin Attard. There is also another hat which I wear, which is the tipsters, which the tipsters in the Facebook group, the Garrison Savannah Tipsters, may know, and that's the points keeper. I took over this role over about meh, at least three years ago now. I calculate the points for the horses which are chosen in the competitions and post the results. Now I could give a little plug to the Garrison Savannah Tipsters right now. Search it up on Facebook. It's a friendly competition where you post your picks before the first race. Four races at the Garrison Savannah and you get points depending on where your horse finishes. So, enough about me. Let's get into racing. This past Saturday there were true two Triple Crown races taking place. One locally to start our run with the 70th Barbados Guineas. Well, up north, it was the closing leg of the OLG Canadian Triple Crown, where there were Triple Crown implications on the line. First to Canada, and the closing leg of the Canadian Triple Crown, the mile and a half breeder stakes on the world-renowned turf E.P. Taylor turf course. Unfortunately, Barbadian Pat- jockey's Patrick Husbands' mount in the race, Ollie My Boy, was scratched at around 4.30, about an hour before post time. Going to the race, Mighty Heart, the one-eyed wonder, was looking to become the first Triple Crown winner since Wando, with, you guessed it, Barbados' own Patrick Husbands in 2003. When the gates opened, it was clear that jockey Daisuke Fukumoto wanted the lead but got caught in a fiery pace battle with Trinidad and Tobago's Emil Ram Sammy's mount. Kunal, who was at 100 to 1 odds. 100 to 1! They went through early fractions of 23 and 3, 47 and 2, and they got to the 6 for a long marker in 113 flat. A ridiculous place for that type of race. And it was clear no horse could keep going from that. Kunal began to fade going to the 516th pole and being outdistanced, while Mighty Heart didn't relent until the 316th pole to finish 7th. But it was Josie's Carroll's other horse, Belichick, ridden by Luis Contreras. Ah, let me mention here, Belichick is also maiden. Belichick took up the running at the quarter pole and easily went by and maintained a four-length margin to victory to break his maiden. Back to Barbados, where the Barbados Turf Club resumed regular racing after 231 days off due to the COVID-19 pandemic, as well as repairs to which went on to the racing surface. They came back with a spectacular car of nine races which was highlighted by the 70th running of the Barbados Guineas, the first jewel in our Triple Crown. 
The first race to christen the new turf course was a Don Juan condition race for two-year-olds. Maidens. They went a distance of five furlongs flat and a full field of 12 lined up to face starter Mark Batson. After a lengthy load, the field was sent on their way. Queen Justina and Criterion rushed to the lead and were left to their own devices for most of the race, while eventual winner Amandi and 1 billion US sat third and fourth respectively. At the top of the lane, Sir David Seals, Criterion and Apprentice Rashad Knight took a left turn coming into the lead, coming into the stretch. Bolt into the outside, leaving space for Nairico, Prescott and Amanti to make a dashing run to tackle Ricky Walcott and then Naz is a trained Queen Justina, passing her with ease around 70 yards from the wire and going on to the three-quarter length victory. Amanti is a two-year-old chestnut filly who is by Kit Fisto out of Rockamandora, out of the Rockamandora mare, Ibiza. She is trained by Ramel Perkins Lovell and owned by Peter Odo's Melrose Racing, who also was the breeder. The second race on the card was the Ginger Lily, Lily Handicap, going at about five and a half furlongs, which was won from the word go, as Lester Edwards sent Mr. Barry Bishop's Lady Diva to a convincing lead and went through easy fractions of 25 flat, 48 and 4 to come home in 107 flat. The race was for second, which was eventually went to the closing Rockley, trained and owned by Robert Pierce. The third race on the card was the Coubert Handicap. It took participants 7.8 furlongs. This race produced the ride of the day in my opinion, as Ricky Walcott raided the John Mark Cozier stealing behind the behind a pace set by the second and third place finishers in this year's Sandy Lane Spa Sprint into Jimmy and Kariba Star. Ricky pounced on the leaders at the quarter pole and the race was over, bar the shouting. The Incitatus handicap which gave race fans their first glimpse at some of the stock which came over from St. Lucia in Oriental Crown and Natty Critter and the eventual winner, Queen of Pitons who was sent off at odds of 40 to 1. 40 to 1! After Heroic Adventure was reloaded after breaking through the front of the gate, the starters sent them racing. Nasty Critter got shuffled back to last shortly after leaving the gates. The duties of the pace setter fell on the highly touted three-year-old terrain and dual Sandy Lane Barbados Gold Cup participant hailing from Antigua, Burndines. Queen of Pitons and Stable Oriental Crowns at 3rd and 4th, about 3 lengths back. Jarrell Beckles made his move on the 4-year-old daughter Gio Ponti once they reached the top of the rising ground at the 3 furlong marker. He manoeuvred the pair on the inside of the fading burnings and then the outside of terrain to go on to easily win and covering the 9 furlongs in 151 and 3 fifths. The West Indian bred maidens were centre stage in the Zook handicap when they travelled 7.8 furlongs. One participant against this will was scratched prior to the running of the race after incident. There was a lot of buzz about the first time starter Peter Quill who was bet down to 4-1 to 
after getting knocked at the start and completely wiped out by the quarter pole by all in time, the gelding out of Lady Quill ran a credible fifth. The winner, Social Circle and Rashid Hughes, took up the running from the get-go. The pair were challenged by Lester Edwards and the Jonathan Simpson-trained Brighton star, who was just slight, slight, who just slightly faded into third position, while Miss Gay Smith's Lady Bird capitalised on this to finish a good second. The winner brings Romel Lovell and Peter O's Melrose Racing tally to two on the day. We stayed at the 7.8 for a long distance for the Are You Talking to Me handicap. This was almost a copy, carbon copy of race two. As going to the quarter pole, Lester Edwards had the Naz is a trained Barry Bishop owned What Do You Think in a commanding position. After making its move from the fourth long pole to tackle the pace that are Squally Sar and Tiger's Nest, who both phased, faded out of the frame, the Naz, the Andrew Nunes trained secret mission who was coming off of a 462 day layoff, put in a great run off the pace to eventually finish second to what you think. We finish, We would finish up our recap, going much deeper into detail of recapping the supporting feature, the George Cecil Memorial, as well as the feature, the 70th running of the Barbados Guineas, as well as giving you a final synopsis of the last race, on the next episode of the Barbados Racing Podcast. But I can tell you that the imported Irish gelding show me show the money. You'll get you'll get tied up with show me the money, but show the money was victorious. This capped off a three day win for both trainer Ramel Perkins Level and jockey Rashid Hughes. Also to record doubles on the day were, were apprentices Nairico Prescott as well as Lester Blingmice Edwards, as well as trainer Naz Izza also had a double. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Barbados Horse Racing Podcast. You can find the podcast on all the major podcast platforms, such as Apple Music or Spotify, as well as give us a follow on Twitter at Barbados Horse, that's capital B, Barbados, no space, capital H, horse, Barbados horse. Thank you for listening to the Barbados horse racing podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Small.